What is it? What is what is the point? What is the point? My lane is not going any faster, you fuck! I see you, Milan! I see you! With your fucking Milan mustache! How are we doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, feeling good. Mm -hmm. Feeling mighty. I like it. Uh, what are what are we doing today, Camden? Episode five, mm -hmm. Sense Eight. Yes. Art is like religion, or if, if you're you Arnando. Would... Yes, not Arnando. Is it not Arnando? Oh, you're no. right. It's Leto. No, no. Oh my God, who is it? It's the villain oh, in this movie, yeah. and I don't know his name. He's just evil. Evil villain, villain man. man. And he says that art is like. Religion. Yeah. Because he, of course, is, is Mexico not. City. There you go, yes. And is Mexican, so there you go. Mm -hmm. Well, but we don't know what the movie is about, really. That's true, be but there's some art in there, that's for sure. That's true. Anywho, uh, yeah, today we're talking about uh, episode five of Sense 8 and season one. Woohoo! Keep this party train rolling. Mm -hmm. So, oh gosh, do we just want to dive right in? Yeah. Okay. First, wanted to know really quick that this episode was directed by James McTeague, who oh, yeah. is our very own buddy and director for V for Vendetta. So, boom, full circle, we right like there. We he like was him. he was like the assistant director, right? For yeah, for the Matrix movies. Matrix, yeah. yeah, he was. He did like second unit work as well. He was a, uh, which uh, now that I think about it, totally makes sense because there's some like action set pieces that Leto is filming. And you're like, damn, this looks great. And Although, you know, we don't... It's a bit up in the air, I think, who actually directed. Because I think they kind of just parceled it out evenly. True, true. But, I mean, if, if he if he's getting credit for this one, yeah, it makes sense. So, anywho, uh, I guess we can get started. Um, so, uh, which character do you want to go with? Who do you want to start with? Uh, I think we should start with Kala, because this is a big yeah. one for her. Alright, so Kala is getting married this episode. Where mm -hmm. is she? Dot dot dot. Um, yeah, she's getting prepped for it. She's getting the, the traditional like henna on her hands. Mm -hmm. She's asking her mom about, you know, her dad because her parents uh, had a, an, I believe it was an arranged marriage because yeah. she'd only met him once prior. And we just love Kala's dad yes. so much. Can I say it? Kala is the first in her family yes. to marry for love. Yes. Um, so yes. that's a little stressful for her. Um, so she's she is surrounded by her, her aunties and her mom, and they're, you know, gossiping about boys. It's very cute. Um, and that's then her, her auntie is, you know, hey, if you need any info about the wedding mm -hmm. night, she's like, no, 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 we have internet. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's very cute, but it's also very obvious that Kala is um, stressed and um, is clearly not 100% mm -hmm. certain that this is the best thing for her, but she commits to it anyway, um, in the sense that, you know, she, she's doing the fabulous ceremony. Rajan is riding in on that motorcycle, <laughs> which is a beautiful shot, might I add, and Kala looks stunning, you know, in her wedding clothes. It's which a very are, big wedding. Yes, big Indian wedding celebration. 
Um, and we never find out if, you know, they paid off the priest to make the, the ceremony four hours long. That's true. Because they added the rings to the Hindu ceremony. So, you know. Well, I guess we'll never truly know how long the ceremony is because... It didn't didn't make it. Boom. She faints. Yep. Because she, has she a vision. sees Wolfgang's penis. I said it. And the rest of him. Yeah, that's true, too. But mainly Wolfgang's penis. And she's probably also a little surprised because he was not invited and should not be there. Yeah, and he doesn't have any clothes on. Again, cannot stress enough that he is... This is a full frontal shot, people, which I commend them for because in terms of nudity on television, let alone, like, Netflix or, you know, network shows, normally you don't get, like, full frontal male nudity. It's usually just the ladies, so... That's true, and I'm actually wondering now, is this... The only instance, though. I in think the show. so. I think it is. It's a quick flash, guys, but you uh, yeah. you can totally pause it. Because time. really, Sensei does not have as much nudity as you might think. Yeah, I think that's the only one that's full on for the for the dudes and the ladies. Actually, I don't think you get it full frontal for the ladies in the sense of like you just get boobs. Yeah, I think even the the sex scenes are very um, carefully tastefully shot. Done. Yeah, tastefully shot. Yeah, you see li- like tits and ass. As they say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, it's a, it's actually a really funny moment. I also forget how funny um, and comedic of a character Kala is, which I think they kind of explore a little bit more in the second season than the first. But um, she is very... Her reaction to Wolfgang showing up is kind of priceless. Um, like, her initial reaction before she actually straight up faints mm-hmm. is pretty funny. Um, she's very uh, sweet, you know. She's like the sweetest sensate. Yeah. So it's very easy to make entertaining scenes, I think, where, where she interacts with people who are less so. Yeah, usually. I, I would say, I don't know if, like, I would say innocent. She's, like, the most yeah. innocent in terms of, like, intimacy and experience. Again, we'll also delve into that more in second season, but she, yeah, is not that experienced with the opposite sex. Um, Although she is still self assured, you know, like yes. when she talks to her auntie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, don't worry, I know what goes down. I just want to say, yeah, that I love the scene with, with her dad though, mm. uh, where he makes the f- the food, whatever yeah. that is. I don't know. I've never. Had I it. don't. I'm gonna look it up because yeah. it looks delicious. So. I mean, I'll talk about him, and uh, yes, he has great off-screen remarks. <laughs> yes, he's very sweet. He's our favorite. The best dad. Yeah, favorite. I I would say favorite dad. Oh yeah. Yeah, hands down. He's certainly better than Wolfgang's dad. I'll say it right here. Hot take. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's pretty much what's happening with Kala. Um, and then we have... Um, I don't think there's much going on with Will. Um, he gets, you know, chewed out by his yeah. superior officer, his captain, and the police force for pulling in favors to try and get some more info about um, for Jonas. Yeah, and uh, so he gets called out for that. Is he suspended? I think he's suspended at this point. I think so. There yeah. was a scene later, I remember because I was wondering if he was in the episode. There mm-hmm. was a scene with Diego. Yes. I don't remember what they were doing. What were they doing? Uh, they were talking about, you know, strippers and, you know, blowing out cupcakes with their yeah. butts and <laughs> signing really inappropriate birthday cards. Oh, of course, there's there's something. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, while, you know, they're having that really fun conversation, um... Uh, Will and uh, Diego are running a trace on some surveillance footage of the church 
that um, they had previously looked over and they noticed that there was like a kid in the street who must have been there the whole time yeah. even when that part of the video was deleted they run a facial recognition search of this kid it turns out um, he has uh, quite a bit of a record and so they're gonna try um, they try to track him down that episode and they do a big fun chase sequence with him that's intercut with the Leto action scene yeah I think I forgot great. because Leto is a bit overshadowing in this instance uh, it's true it's true he's a little bit more uh, cinematic in his chase which is funny to parallel the two mm -hmm. um, well that just ends with them failing right that's pretty all much I, I mean to. the kid yeah. escapes uh, to the the gang and and they are clearly outnumbered, so they have to back off, which is, you know, it, I think it's just interesting to see, like, that strong of a dynamic uh, between, like, the cops and the gangs. It's just very oh, yeah. explicit in this episode of, like, you have two officers of the law, and they have to back down because the gang, you know, takes precedence. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, so, uh, so they're kind of, you know, setting the... Yeah, they're preparing to investigate that more. Yeah, I so don't they're know setting when, that up. Which episode that happens in. But yeah, so not much happening for Will. Uh, I think it's just important to note that he is in trouble with his boss, but him and Diego are still, you know, on the prowl. On the case. On the case, as it were. Um, it's also important to note that Will uh, is following up another lead for Nomi. You know, the previous episode, he helped her escape. And so he's kind of doing a follow-up, trying to track her. So mm -hmm. he gets in touch with um, Nomi's mom, who is blaming all of her medical issues and rebellion uh, it's on drugs, on, drugs, yes. on hormones. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because it's just another dynamic between him and Nomi where he's on the phone call, but Nomi is also technically on the phone call and listening mm -hmm. in. And Will defends her and is like, her name is Nomi. Stop calling her Michael. God, Nomi's mom really bothers And he just hangs up apparently, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, and so that kind of transitions into Nomi. Yeah. Uh, who is currently, you know, a free woman, but also freaking out because she has been talking to Amanita. She's like, I am just hearing things, feeling things, and um, I'm experiencing things to the point where, like, when you walked up to me a second ago when she was, quote-unquote, Will, she's like, I didn't recognize you. She's like, what if I'm losing my mind? Mm -hmm. And Amanita, no surprise there, swoops in as best girlfriend in the world again. And, and she's like, well, you got two options. Your brain could actually be, medically speaking, a problem, like Dr. Metzger said, or there's a, another solution. So um, they are kind of floating around because yeah. they have their lovely community looking yeah. out for them who are doing, you know, drive-bys around their apartment and being like, yeah, the cops are still looking for you. It's they're not safe to go home yet. They're friends. I don't know their names. I always think of them as like uh, the one with the hat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is implied that, you know, obviously they're very deeply connected with the LGBTQ community in uh, San Francisco and have helped out with, um, I'm assuming Nomi has done some sort of hacking or had the ability to get some sort of um, I don't know. I mean, stuff for them, helping them out. That's it's true. insinuated they're like, oh, thank you so much for doing this. We know we're putting you in danger by like checking on our house. And their friends are like, after what you did for us, yeah. not a problem. She must have done something. Yeah. I was just thinking of how later when you meet Bug, yeah. uh, Nomi says something about how she tries to keep uh, Almeida away from things they're relevant to her hacker days yeah. so i assume that like the friends they're with aren't really that involved with any of that but yeah. i guess they could have done something i think something. it's more i think it might have to do with like some medical stuff could be 
I don't know. It's not made it like explicitly clear, but the point is they can't go home right now and they're both kind of freaked out with, you know, Nomi's trying to come to terms with, hey, something is definitely happening to me and I'm not sure if it's medical or not, but I'm really scared and I'm not in a safe space right now. But Amanita is just fully on board. Yeah. Fully supportive. You know, in some contexts, this might not be ideal. Quite an enabler. Yeah. In this show, works out great. Totally great. Um, I think, you know, you also get your famous impossibility kiss (laughs) speech uh, from Amanita, which is very cheesy but also really endearing. Might be the cheesiest Might line. be. I don't know. There's 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 a few contenders in there. I guess in terms of like, if you're excluding Leto quoting his own movies, <laughs> then yes, this is probably the purest form of love cheese lines. Mm. Um, I remember an interesting thing I read about that because I hear that line and I think that sounds so much like one of those classic cheesy Wachowski lines. Mm-hmm. I saw someone say that, probably in a negative context, yeah. like it's too much, and uh, someone else responded to them and said that from their experience with uh, Straczynski's work, yeah. actually, that sounds like something he would write too. Interesting. So, so it's a cheese fest all around. I guess they're both pretty big on like trying to write little lines that capture really big sentiments. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. yeah um, but I feel like that line is pretty... I don't want to say like iconic because this show is, has has such a, a very you know specific fan base, but they do make reference to this line again in the finale. They're like, be remember a, when you said this? Yeah. It, like it, I feel like it just must have stuck with people. Because There's got to be a word for that with like a cult show or something. Yeah. Like when you have a small fan base, but also a case like this where they want to rally around each other. Yeah. It can make all sorts of things that wouldn't ordinarily be big deal mm-hmm. into like slogans and things like that you know so i do think lines like that were popular yeah. especially in the context of the cancellation and all that yeah yeah um yeah i think uh, also i feel like this is nomi's first connection with kala not like an actual legitimate connection where they see each other but when nomi's explaining to amanita like hey i'm oh, yeah. having all these different sensations like this coffee just start tasting like a sugary dessert to me and it's the same time that Kala is accepting the dessert that the dish that her dad made for her mm-hmm. um so it, it's just kind of subtly becoming more and more obvious that all of the senseis are getting more connected and not only that they're becoming more aware of it um and so like another good case is, is Leto and Sun which they open up the episode and uh Sun is on her oh, period and Leto is feeling really emotional about it and is freaking out um and it's really entertaining to me i know some people have noted that like oh this is just kind of like a cheap joke in the (laughs) sense of like oh you have eight characters connected Uh, not all of them are men so some of them are going to be women on their periods and the men are going to have to experience that and a little more lowbrow i guess but i mean if you're in this scenario in this show mm. I feel like you want to explore every type of connection you can yeah. especially when there's comedic value yes and there is definitely comedic value between these two Leto is pretty solid yeah well that's a perfect match too because Leto is the dramatic one yeah know. he's definitely the foil to Sun where Sun is kind of the more um, 
self-contained introverted emotionally she's not she's definitely like i feel like her and wolfgang are the least expressive out of the group and leto is like the far end of that spectrum as she says she is not crying yeah and she's (laughs) crying and she's crying in the way that leto is not screaming um yeah so so leto is it's actually messing up his uh his his uh daily work yes he keeps crying because of the beauty of the time beauty of passing the, yeah. and all things dying yeah uh aka he's supposed to be making eyes at this hot lady coming down the stairs and it's playing like sexy music <laughs> and he just like a burst into tears and he's like give me more makeup <laughs> it's great i love him um but I, I think it's interesting that um, when he's in the car and he does his beautiful line of I see you, I see you villain, which I have now implemented in all of my angry driving rants that happen. Um, he is talking to Hernando. Mm-hmm. So it's like him and Nomi are reaching out to their significant others and being like, something is going on with me. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to note that I think just based on the situations and their experiences so far as Sensei, that like Leto doesn't continue to confess yeah. to Hernando. Whereas like Nomi is in dire straits and Amanita is with her all the time. So, you know, she's fully initiated into whatever the hell is going on to know me. Whereas the same is, is definitely, it's not the same, I guess. I feel like they don't discuss it, Lito and Hernando, because I don't want to make any assumptions, but, uh, judging from their conversation in the car, I don't think this is the first time Hernando has dealt with this sort of thing. Yeah, I agree with you on that, for (laughs) sure. They're like, oh, you're having another, another freak out during traffic, which honestly, can we blame Lito? Traffic sucks. He does get cut off twice. Yeah. I don't blame him. Oh, you did not. You did not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's great. But um, I think that's pretty much it for Leto is well, he's he, yeah, he having big emotions and uh, he has this big, big action scene that he shoots um, where you get the, the line from the, uh, the episode, Art is Like Religion, uh, which will come up again. It's kind of a, a theme that is there throughout the series especially in like season one and beginning of season two um there's a lot of connections to that but uh yeah his action scene is awesome his outfit is fabulous i don't know what the hell he's wearing or what movie he is filming is it still the nun movie i think he is supposed to be filming the same movie throughout the whole season pretty much that's what I thought. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell if, like, the, the sexy lady coming down the stairs was the same lady. I don't think it was. Yeah. It wasn't uh, the nun. It's a different sexy lady. Oh, you're right. Maybe it's not, but um, He still has the on, same director. Yeah, later on in the season, um, when he has that scene in Cemetery, yeah. it's definitely the same movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Anyway, um, his director's great. I know we have, like, little awards at the end for all of our favorite side characters, but just keep him in mind. Um, yeah, so he does a really, really cool action sequence, which I think is just, like, it's just fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. But it's really cool because I feel like, oh, this is, like, to me, I'm like, oh, this feels almost like a behind the scenes of, like, hey, this is how we choreograph our action scenes for yeah. this show. And by extension, probably, like, the prep work that has gone into previous works by the Wachowski. It's just kind of fun to literally see, like, the wires and have the stuntmen, like, interact and be like, hey, man, hit me. Um, yeah, I think a little wink to people mm-hmm. uh, who may have watched the show, um, you know, expecting that sort of thing because mm-hmm. of it, I assume, being advertised as, you know, from the people who made The Matrix. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's a really cool action sequence. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the, the plates falling in Cloud Atlas just because they're destroying 
arguably something yes. that is fragile and priceless, even though it's clearly just a movie set, um, with props getting destroyed. But I like that they, like I said earlier, it's really fun to see that scene and have it intercut with Will doing like a gritty police chase and both of them kind of, you know, messing each other up <laughs> as a result. Um, so like their connection is definitely kicking in as well. Um, I feel like Will is almost always in like an action scene when someone else is having one. Like he somehow gets intercut in there, yeah. whether it's very brief or extended. Will is your very like, alert. Yes, go to action, dude. So pretty much it for Leto. Um, Sun is having emotions. Yeah, she talks to her, um, her instructor. Yeah, her martial arts yeah. instructor. And he just tells her that she's very distracted and Make a she decision. needs to, yeah, she needs to figure out what she's thinking about and come back after she has. Yeah. That's pretty much what she does. Yeah. Oh, and then she talks to Coffeeus about it. Which is It's great. all about the decision, basically. Yeah. And that's, that's their big first connection yeah and it's important to note like their connection there they have the connection and the interaction which is really beautifully shot because it's in a very um popular area in seoul and then you know he's just chilling there in nairobi but um they connect and not only has she previously helped him out but he's excited because he's like oh my god i'm talking to the spirit of van damme uh but they both bond over their mothers making promises to them and they're they're very they were they're both very close with their mothers. Sons has obviously passed away, and she is struggling with like the last promise that she made to her mother to essentially go to jail for her crappy crappy brother and yeah. you know the rest of her family who kind of treats her poorly. And you know, Coffeeus does his big like, hey, I love my mom and I would do anything <laughs> for her. So I I understand the decisions that you're making. They're tough because they're pulling your life. Like, not trying to push you one way or the other, but yeah. family is the highest priority. But Pretty much, where he's just like, <laughs> you know, I understand. Like, I'm trying to do something in the name of my mom, and it's definitely pulling me down a path that I don't want to go down. This is Coffee's fault. That's why she yeah. goes to, to prison. Yeah, we can blame it <laughs> on <laughs> him. I was trying to think if we talked about when he met um, Riley in the previous episode. No, because I was no just that's thinking, this episode. Oh, was it this one? Yeah. Well, he's just everywhere. Yeah. But I was he's just thinking making all those that Coffee He's just the most um, joyous. Yeah, he's the most open to the connections, and uh, he is really. Um, he doesn't freak out. Yeah, he he gets excited when he talks to Riley about yeah tea in, in London. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, with uh, Sun, she's basically trying to ignore it, and he's like, "Well, I'm here." So. And he's both like, "Sorry, I don't know how this works." Yeah. She's like, "I'm just gonna treat you as a hallucination if that's <laughs> cool." He's like, "Yeah, totally cool." She's like, "All right, I want to be left alone now." And it's just kind of funny because it's like, no, girl, you are never alone now. Um, yeah, so his his whole story arc in this episode is he is still on the mission from Silas Kabaka to mm. bring this mysterious bag to this place and time. And lo and behold, dude, get, he just gets mugged all mm. the time. And so he has to, you know, essentially make the decision like, okay, I need to go after this bag or else I'm not going to get the medicine from my mom. Yes. And oh, and I have to interject to talk about my yeah. favorite bit. Yeah. Where he gets mugged. Yeah. Tries to fight them off oh. by channeling the power of sun, but yeah. she is not available currently, yes. apparently, because it does not work. Yeah. And then the gang leader who mugs him after beating him up mm-hmm. delivers the greatest 
takedown yeah. possible. What is that cannon? He says Van Sham. Yeah. Ooh. Fighting yeah. words. Like, he'll never get over that cuts, one. Cuts deep right yeah. there. And there's so many opportunities for Van Dam. Yeah, seriously. That's true. It's just beautiful. Love it. Um, but yeah, it is later revealed that he gets the bag back after breaking some windows and sprinting for his dear life. And um, gets there on time. And it's revealed that he did that all for a pair of coconuts. Because it was a test. Because Silas Kabaka is a dick. <laughs> all a trick. Yeah, it's all a ploy, and you pass the test. It's too bad he didn't know, because he probably could have clubbed them over the head with the coconuts. Yeah, those things do damage, <laughs> man. Um, but yes, he has now proved his loyalty. And they don't talk about anything else, do they? No. On this one, yeah. No, I mean, he's mainly just starting to make connections with the with the girls. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's made a connection with any of the dudes yet, has he? Like an explicit like conversation with any of Not them? Not a conversation. Yeah, no. but I think they all have at, at this point made a connection to at least one or two people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what's going on with him. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Riley doesn't do s- too much in this other than she talks to Kafius. And they're really cute because they're like, oh, it's so cold over here. Like, oh, it's so hot over there. Um, and I think it's being made evident that um, even though she's not doing much, I don't think she's feeling 100% quote-unquote at home where she's currently staying. And this is just going to, you know, not much, but it'll drive further uh, down the line that you know she will have to leave London at some point this mm-hmm. season. So, yeah, not much going on with her. Did we cover everyone but Wolfgang? Yep, everybody but Wolfgang. Yeah. So Wolfgang is hanging out with his creepy-ass uncle, who's wearing his super fancy robe. This amazing robe. Just fabulous robe. And he it, does that pose, too. Yeah. And it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, super like lays over the entire top of the couch. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. He is just, um, he's just, like, creepy. I yeah. don't know. I really like that actor, though. Yeah, he no, he's great. I think um, it's weird because it's like it, it's a mixing of, of like genre tone. Or like every time you cut to Wolfgang, it's like this weird Shakespearean family mob drama, um, which they even quote. They're like, "Hey, so <laughs> these diamonds have been stolen. These black market diamonds because my son's com- complaining about him. <laughs> but we checked, and the safe is an S and D safe, and that was the same safe that brought your father down, Wolfgang." It would be just a tragedy of, like, Shakespearean proportions if his own son cracked, you know, the the safe. And so they're even referencing it. They're like, yeah, this is like a big, sprawling family drama that Wolfgang has been embroiled in in his whole life. And, you know, he's just got to shake it off, go party with Felix, and then do some uh, nude swimming at the end. Something like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. He's I wasn't like, there. He's like, oh, that's a that's a bummer. He doesn't even deny it, does he? Yeah, he's just he, sort of like, that sounds like, like something that happened. He's like, that's some information. <laughs> and then uh, he, you know, yeah, parties with Felix. And I think it's important to note that, like, while they're mocking his uncle, being like, oh, I so hate listening to my cousin complain. Yeah. To, um, I mean, well, as soon as Felix mentions the diamonds, like, Wolfgang's like, hey, my uncle's not stupid. Like... Even though we're mocking him, we need to be careful because his eyes are everywhere and he's watching us. Yeah. Um, which is funny because when you when you meet his uncle, like he just comes off as creepy, but not like super 
powerful or destructive. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the robe. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't see him as like super threatening until much later on. But I think we don't get that or it's like it's almost designed that way where we're kind of on the side of Felix like okay we get it your uncle's like a big scary dude but it's like no you do. Wolfgang's right he will definitely mess you up so um just something down the line to think about uh-huh. but also important for Wolfgang is he goes to the bathroom again and meets Kala and has yes. a conversation with her they speak in their languages yeah which is something that actually happens with all the connections for um yeah, because you have Lido and Sun talking to each other in Spanish and Korean. Sun mm-hmm. and Kafias talking to each other in Swahili and Korean. And then Riley, he talks to Riley in Swahili and she's like, what? He's like, oh, I speak English. So I think this is like the episode I noticed where they're really emphasizing that they are not speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. But they are. Deep down inside. The language was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> but I-, I think it's just another cool note because... The assumption is there that they obviously don't all speak the same language, but mm-hmm. it's nice to kind of see it and play and have them kind of flesh it out and switch it out too, because like they they clearly can retain each other's languages. Because when Felix interrupts uh, Wolfgang's little connection in the bathroom, he's like, "What? What? What language was that? What are you speaking?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, Wolfgang and Kala always tend to meet each other in bathrooms. Don't <laughs> know why. Don't know what that means, but. That is a thing. They're always getting offended by each other, too. Yeah, it's cute. I was like, what are you doing here? This is my private space. And she's just like, oh my god. This is my room. He's like, no, lady. This is the men's bathroom. So. Of course, at the end, he's even more offensive. Mm. I mean. Yeah, showing up to a wedding uninvited. Who are you, Maleficent? Come on now. With, <laughs> with no clothes. With no clothes, yeah. No but clothes. The, I gotta say, like... Regardless of all the talk about, you know, the full frontal nudity and stuff, the shots of him swimming in the pool are insanely, they're incredible. They're super cinematic, and I don't know what it is with Germans and nudity, but, like, he is not the only naked dude in that weird-ass spa pool area. He likes to go there. He likes to go there. He will be there a couple more times, I feel like. So he's in there in the next episode. I'm pretty sure he has a scene in between where he's somewhere else. Yeah. But without that context, it kind of like makes it seem like... This is his home away from yeah, home. Yeah, he spends two episodes just in a Chilling. spa. yep. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for him, is he is aware that his uncle is on to him, and he's like, keep a low profile, and then he kind of has this budding relationship and connection with Kala. Mm-hmm. And he, he interrupts her wedding. So, that's she true. faints, ugh. Yeah, they he faints and she faints, and I feel like if you're gonna faint, don't faint nude on like in a pool area. I forgot the heat fainted. Yeah. Does he faint? Yeah, he does the the side like. Oh. Yeah. Well. So we talk about I, our favorite bits. Yes, we can talk about. Uh, who? Okay, so who's your favorite sensei MVP of this episode? My favorite sensei in this episode. Yeah. I think that I was gonna go with Lido. Nice. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. write it down, but oh, yeah. Lido. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, because he gets his, uh, mainly because of his car yeah. speech, I was like, if this is this one, you know, where Lido yells at the <laughs> awful villains in the other cars. Yeah. And also gets to have all this fun time being difficult earlier while he cries and gets to hang out with his director a bunch, they accidentally fire off his gun. But then they both just sort of, you know, bro out together, yeah. and it's all good. 
that's in the movie. Like, I, I can't, you know, if any episode is his, it's got to be this one. I mean. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think Leto is my fave in this one as well. Surprise! Um, but I, I also just really like his interactions with Sun, and I really like the practical work that they do, especially when they do, like, their mirror actor acting. Uh, Acting yeah. exercise. That was hard to say. They both touch their fingers yeah, together. Yeah, they just go, whoa. Um, I just really like it because it gets to pair them up. And I think they're a really fun pair that you, you don't always get. Um, but it's nice that, you know, they're established that they're like polar opposites, but they're really yeah. fun to play off of each other. It's definitely one of the pairs they like to play with though especially later on i think yeah. you know when you see season two yeah you could see them deciding which ones work well and kind of go with it a bit yeah i'm thinking about it like sun actually has more than one i think because she has big kavya's connection too yeah and she does have some she has some smaller moments with kala but they're always really good yeah. but it's like the copious thing is more because of how they're similar i think yeah with, they have a shared like history their, yeah their parents their yeah and also with um just the fact that he looks up to her so much because yeah. she is the ghost of Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with Leto, it's more about them being opposites. Yeah. And uh, Leto being very dramatic. Uh, he's kind of almost like a mouthpiece for her sometimes for in terms of like expressing emotions. Because yeah. she won't do it, but he has no problem doing it. And so when they are experiencing the same, he's the one that's going to be vocal about it. And yeah. she's the one that's like, hey, take the lead on this because I'm not going to say anything. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Lido is, we're going for Lido yeah, for MVP. Yeah, I think this is a Lido episode. I like it. I think we may have faced him before even. Yeah. If I have, I apologize Sorry. to the other Sorry, it sensates. is obvious that like, I love all the sensates, but like Lido, and he's also just a big fan favorite too, and yes. he has a lot of fun material, so he does have a lot of standout stuff. I mean, you know, he is my favorite, and it's quite possible I'll be picking him mm, yeah. more times this season, it's, but... It's a definite... You know, there are episodes where he doesn't do much, so... Yeah, it's true. It'll be fine. We'll even it out. Yeah. Um, now, side characters related directly to the Sense8s. Who... Do you have a favorite? Oh, favorite. Yeah. Well, I mean, Omnia has a Omnia very nice speech. usually is locked in. Yeah. As a winner for I that. I thought, you know, I picked her last time, so it would be wrong to... I didn't write it down. Omnia again. Yeah. But... You know, Felix doesn't do that much. He's just partying constantly. I kind of enjoyed D Diego in this one. Diego, yeah, that's a good one. He he has this very entertaining scene, yeah. where he's being very immature. Yeah. Diego. Yes. Yeah. But also, he has a good running he's a good partner. partner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I hate this part of the job. But I, I, yeah, I I would probably pick Diego. I don't think uh they don't we don't I'm not picturing a lot of great side characters no. for them in this one. It's mainly just like him and Felix. Um, I think I was going to go with, uh, I think we were going to allow that Kala's dad could count as a side character. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Kala's a bit of a tricky case. It's sort of like her family is her side character. Yeah. But uh, I suppose typically she's with Rajan a lot. Yeah. Uh, since Rajan isn't even in this one, I don't believe. No, he's on the motorcycle. Oh, sorry. Of course he's at the wedding, but I mean before the wedding. Lines, yeah, he's not Except in for it. like the wedding vows that they're doing. Um, and ceremony. so I think her dad can kind of count as that role. Yeah. And because uh, he is in them a lot, I guess that's yeah. why I think of that. And uh, I love his scene. So he's pretty great. He's very sweet. Yeah. Just such a good dad all around. Um, yeah. So you give it to him. I think I did, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stand by my man, Diego. I think uh, he has a really fun dynamic with Will, 
and you actually get to see them do like a little bit more cop work which definitely falls to the wayside the more Will gets involved in the sensate world and conspiracies mm-hmm. um, surprisingly less cop work and more on the run after a certain point so I like seeing them together yeah uh, they feel like they have a very nice like organic relationship and that they've been partners for a couple of years now like they're very cool with each other um, so yeah Alrighty, and then yes. what about well, like, one-off episode characters? I think we both agree on this one. Yeah. Leto's director. Oh my god, he's just so great. Every line he has is great. Yeah, I just love how he manages Leto too, because yes. Leto's like, but should I play it like I know she's gonna betray me? He's like, no, man. Like every, and th- this is like a couple episodes yeah. ago. He's always like, no, Leto, stop overthinking it. Or after uh, Leto gives his big speech about the passing of. Time and, and aging. Have, yeah. It's, it's lighten up, Lido. Yeah. It's just a movie. Jesus, Lido. It's <laughs> just a movie. But when he's like, that's in the movie, he says something about having a hard on after the action scene. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I always think later, you know, Lido has trouble with his management abandoning him. Yeah. In uh, season two. Yeah. And I mean, I really hope that his director wasn't. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they were still buddies because they're too. They're too close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, he has. He holds his hand a lot. He has to babysit him a lot. Um, But yeah, he's great. He's a very enthusiastic cheerleader who's also like, "Let's rein you in, Lido." We're like, "What the hell? That was the wrong emotion." (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I would give it to him. But uh, good choice. Yeah. This is a pretty easy one in certain respects because yeah. we just love Leto's action movie scenes too much. Oh, they're so fun. His outfits too. I wish we had like a. I'm sure you could find it somewhere online, but like just a running list of all of his movie mentions because like some of the titles of these movies are just freaking outstanding. <laughs> I don't get it, but yeah, I would say overall it doesn't have the highest of highs um as the previous episode is a transition area episode. definitely but it's it's an important one it definitely uh spreads the focus a little bit more on some of the characters we didn't get as much in the first you know couple episodes so you're getting more focus on like kala and sun and coffee as they're yeah. kind of building them up so i guess you know they're learning more about each yeah other. so it's it's slowly you know coming to terms with there yeah. are multiple people in your life now who are popping up and they have, they have bypassed the weird shared sensations phase and are now in the trying to actively communicate yes bit. this is true and it's still very unclear on how that exactly yeah. works so yeah i really like this one i really like the wedding part um i think it has some really good momentum it's it's a good like emotional core for um kala and mm-hmm. then it has um when they're they have like a little small montage at the end where you know they're taking their first steps and going through the ceremony and it's talking about you know partnership and companionship and it flashes to like you know Lido and Hernando and Danny and then just you know son trying to make decisions so yeah. they're they're slowly connecting their i think there's more there's more thematic connections that are popping up it's a clever way to use that uh, to connect to all of them in that montage yeah and i assume that's like a you know a real yeah ceremony yeah um it's pretty clever usage mm-hmm. yeah what's your favorite scene in the episode um i mean my favorite is, is probably like Lido freaking out in traffic because i relate so strongly to that but i would say in terms of like something that is really memorable is is and this is gonna make me sound really perverted but i sincerely believe like whenever they do water shots 
like just mainly it's Wolfgang because Wolfgang swimming is like a thing but it's just it's so well shot and it's really nicely intercut with the wedding um I just like sometimes I'll watch scenes and be like you know logistically how did they film that (laughs) um but yeah I think like in terms of shot that's like a really that's a really good shot with him swimming and then scenes just for amusement is definitely definitely Leto with his villains (laughs) what about you uh, yeah, the w- the wedding, not like as much the very end like you were saying, but the the montage mm-hmm. bit is is my favorite because I think it really um, draws it together more. I always think about some of these montages in the early parts of the show, and mm-hmm. some of them are even a bit mixed up in my head because yeah. some of them are kind of similar, you know, and they end up doing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But there's one in the uh, I think the second or the third where. Uh, some th- I don't even know what's happening in this montage, but I always remember it's the one where you see a shot of Kafius, uh, and he's like on the top of his bus, and he's looking up at the stars. Yeah. And the music kind of kicks in. It's this feeling of like, we haven't even done anything with this guy yet. Yeah. But like, you're starting to see how even without explicit connections, the show can just make you feel like um, all these people are going through stuff at the same time. And they're having similar yeah. experiences. And the, uh, the wedding bit is like a much more concentrated version of that mm-hmm. where probably the most concentrated version because after this the montages will have much more going on basically yeah. from this point on you know most of them will involve them doing something yeah it'll together. be more explicitly connected yeah whereas this is the last one where it really includes you know i don't know if it includes all of them it does it's most of them yeah. quite a lot of them and uh, none of them are actively, you know, participating in what's happening. Mm-hmm. But the show does a good job with that dialogue and everything too, yeah. to make it seem like uh, everything's connected. Yeah, I feel like they do a really good job with like just, you know, checking in and keeping tabs on certain characters that they're going to pull in later into the plot. So like after having that big moment of connection at the end of four, you would think, um, you know, what what's <laughs> what's going on with all of them. Um, and so it's nice that even though, I mean, Riley's really not in this one, but it's still nice that she has a good scene and you can check in with her and just kind of, you know, okay, let's put a pin in that and make note of that for the next episode. And, and they do it in a way where it doesn't feel like too much setup or filler with her because they're they're having her, you know, meet coffeeist and talk to him. So even if you have a character who isn't doing much in an episode plot wise, they're still there and actively helping or supporting another character kind of get more realized Mm -hmm. with their storyline. So they're always good with the balance because I know many times we've noticed on the few occasions where someone is actually pretty much missing from an episode. Yeah. You don't really notice until afterwards or or maybe if you're watching more than one when you see them again in the next one and suddenly you think oh like they weren't there before. Mm -hmm. But you you don't really think about it because they're very good at just blending it in or having like a few tiny bits with someone Yeah. if they're not part of the main happenings in an episode yeah i like that as the show goes on they get more and more connected which makes sense like in terms of plot but also in terms of viewing experience like the the distinct boundaries and lines between them as you continue through the show um actually gets more and more blurred the more they start to connect and the more you follow their story so at the very beginning it just like even now we're on episode five and looking back on like one and two 
you'll look at these storylines and be like, this is not connected at all. This is so random. Mm -hmm. And just the further you progress, the more you're like, oh no, it is all connected. Is this the first one we've done since the finale Mm -hmm. came out? I think so. I think it is. I was going to say, we'll talk about that when we get there too. But like, that's the ultimate example of that change. Yeah. Because and it and it makes it very different from the other episodes in a way that we'll probably have to get used to by seeing it a few more times, mm-hmm. because they are all with each other all the time. Yeah. Which is Spoilers, probably guys. you know what this show would have built to a bit slower, mm-hmm. uh, where slowly all their individual stories are kind of folding into one. Yeah. But it's still happening incrementally throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And that's just an interesting case at the end there because, as a result, you know you have none of those scenes basically mm-hmm. where two different storylines are being thematically connected through a conversation or something yeah. because it's literally just one thing yeah um but it's already uh, starting to fold in more like that yeah yeah and of course you'll see a pretty big example of that like the end of season one yes. of what that would look like, like a prototype for it mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's fun because it's they're just slowly but steadily moving the pieces across the board closer and closer together and so it's it's finally evolving into like this story um that is gonna just keep moving forward up through two yeah i always think of six episode six is a turning point for whatever reason Mm. i think it's because four has the karaoke Mm -hmm. feels like the big moment yeah but then five is sort of like that was a taster now here's a little more setup yeah and for some reason there's this feeling in various scenes in six that we'll get to uh like things are really starting now yeah there's no going back after this point yeah yeah and uh it still doesn't like it gets faster you know than that Mm -hmm. a few episodes later but it, it feels very streamlined from that point on basically yeah. Uh, that's also a point after that where almost every episode starts to have much more intense like cliffhangers and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just really picking up in that You're way. trying to tell me that Cole's wedding <laughs> isn't a cliffhanger? Oh, you know. No, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's for sure. Not, not the kind of cliffhangers where you're like, oh, like that was exciting. Like what's going to happen next? But more the kind where you, you think like, oh, no. This seems like something that's going to fundamentally change part of the story right. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. More extreme. For sure, yeah. All right, I think that's it. I think we yeah, got everything yeah. covered that we wanted to talk about. Um, excited, excited to keep going with the uh, the other ones. They just get better and better from here on out. So, And they're already great to begin with. But I guess we should sign off. This has been Vicky. This is Camden. And... We will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Yep. Yep. I did it. Don't glare at me. I have to commit. If you guys liked our show, please let us know. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And also feel free to contact us on our main website. That one is grumpyoctopusproductions.com. Then I'll link you up to all of our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and or like us on Facebook. And you can reach out to us at our email account. That is grumpyoctopusproductions at gmail.com. I 
think we're sensing a bit of a trend here. <laughs> um, also on the website, you guys can check out all of our episode and production notes and fun little extras as well. So, as always, thanks for listening, loyal listeners. Alrighty, signing off.